everybody. Welcome to episode 54 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by Aaron Hahn. Don't think it, don't say it. Oh, no. And David... I didn't get a bye-bye reference in last week, so I'm making sure I get one now. Oh, no. No one noticed. (laughs) Oh, man. I noticed. And David Becker. (laughs) David Becker noticed. Guys, I endorsed it. How we how we doing this week? It's been a it's been a long weekend. We're all probably a little little refreshed, ready to hit it, ready to get into this podcast. You know, we all saw Baywatch, of course. Um, it didn't tank. Um, that didn't I happen. I didn't see Baywatch. So did you really see Baywatch? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk about that. No, I, then. no, I didn't really say Bay, see Baywatch. I was just uh, you know maybe making a little bit of revisionist history. Um, Baywatch tanked this weekend, um, so should be interesting. Guys, first, let's hop into the main topic of the week. Aaron, you came up with this topic, yes. so how about you lead us in? What was your thought process with this one? I'm okay, done Okay, well, basically, yeah, we, we were trying to come up with, uh, we came down to like the last minute and coming up with a topic I for, for I forgot this to week. make an outline. Like, Whoops, that's bad. Uh, uh, yeah, let's see, you know, in, in an unusual move for him, you know, procrastinated <laughs> <laughs> to the last minute. Yeah, but, that's uh, so, so I was like, okay, what would be a good idea to talk about? And then I thought, you know, this is for like the past three out of the past four weeks, I suppose, like including this one mm-hmm. and including, or I suppose including this one, including next week. And then going back like two weeks, there have been films coming out that have been either part of or like the start of a cinematic universe. Right. And we touched upon this a little bit last week in Innovation in Film, where like cinematic universes is like the big thing right now in film. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every studio is trying to, you know, get in and get their own. So like two weeks ago, we had the King Arthur movie that was supposed to start a cinematic universe. Did not work out how they wanted it. <laughs> I was forgetting. This about week that we one. are going to be talking about uh, Wonder Woman, of course, which is part mm-hmm. of the DC's extended universe. And then next week we got Woo! the oh, Mummy <laughs> starting the so-called Dark Universe. I guess is the Dark. That's what they call it. Name the game. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. real dumb. They should have just it's called dumb. It the just like the Mummy is going to be dumb. But you know, obviously that's the big thing in Hollywood right now. So I figured, you know, why don't we just like talk what, about be, cinematic being universes? Dumb or... Well, dumb. yeah, maybe that too. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. Reed Richards. He knows answers to questions we don't even know to ask you. But I just want to know, Where like, is Brandon Fraser? <laughs> Find living a very sad life right now <laughs> like have you seen him in interviews recently has he done anything he was in recently i think he was in big little lies and he was in an interview that's a for tv it. show right yeah 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 the hbo show and he was in an interview for it and just watching him talk he's like it's nice to be a part of something again and like you could tell this man's just beaten down by hollywood like no one wants him anymore and it's like oh no brendan <laughs> That's that's pretty sad. Yeah, that's that's sad. She's but yeah, so shoots back in action. But where, where, where are we starting? That's what here? we need a sequel. Where are we starting here? Um, uh, I guess we're just it's just kind of like an open topic thing. But I wanted to know like you guys' thoughts. Like, uh, 
what makes uh, cinematic universe work? Like, do are is, is it possible to make one that works outside well, of the well, comic okay. book ones? Question. I guess the real question is, do has one even worked yet? Because we haven't seen a full universe come full cycle. What what a full? What do you see? I mean, one in Marvel, can I a think... universe ever be finished? Couple like when they're done making every oh, single well, movie. Marvel's never going to be done. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's not going to be done. But I think we can safely say that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, no matter how it end, ends up after this, yeah, point, even if it, it falls has off been a, cliff. a success. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think Marvel's has proven to be a success. I think thinking of, all right of all those cinematic universes that exist right now, got um, we got Marvel. Wow, I can't believe I already forgot the one I was just talking about. We got Marvel. We got DC. DC still early, um, but right now seems to be failing a little bit. And uh, we've got the, well, okay, Lego, think the about, Lego movies are kind of their own cinematic universe in a way. <laughs> what about the Star Wars cinematic universe? Nope, that, no. Well, with the spinoffs, it kind of is. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it is? No, no. They all have Star Wars in the name. Uh, I don't know. Still I, could count it. Are you debating that they don't all have Star Wars in the name? Hey, alternative facts. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, like the Lego movies kind of count, I suppose. Um, you were gonna yeah. have the Lego movies and not Star? Are you? Yeah. Well, the Lego movies definitely are. They're attempting a cinematic universe, you know, because you haven't seen the Lego movies, so you don't yeah, know that, like how they're all connected. But. You've got the Lego movie, Lego Batman, okay. and now Lego Ninjago is coming out in September. So we're going to be getting kind of like oh, all these separate universes, and then when the Lego movie 2 comes around, you know, it's like the Avengers, everybody. <laughs> we're going to get... Um, that's <laughs> fine. But then you got, yeah, of course, like you said, the King Arthur thing, which I don't think is ever going to happen. Um, Not at this point, no. No. Uh, we've got King Kong, Godzilla, like whatever they're calling their their monster verse. Monster verse. They're okay. calling it. And that is the one. Other than DC, if DC ends up turning around, that is the one that seems promising to me. Um, we're like, it's not hard to make all these monster movies in the same universe. Just be like, oh no, another monster is attacking us. You don't need all the same human cast. You don't need anything like that. It's just like, oh, now Mothra's here. Okay, <laughs> like, all right, let's watch him blow stuff up, I guess. I don't know what Mothra does. He's a stupid moth. <laughs> like, it's, it, he's attracted to light. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what he does. Then why isn't he flying yeah. into the sun? So He just flies into the sun. That's, that, that's the end of the original Mothra movie. Is it really? I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh I'm just God. kidding. You look like you believed me. I did. I was like, cause I, that, I'm like, did I just come up with the end of the first Mothra movie it, without it, having seen it? It's believable. <laughs> But like, yeah, that one just. So I sense. guess the question is, what, what makes a good cinematic universe? Do we have, do we have the cookie cutter cinematic universe steps? Uh, do we can we make a how to video for BuzzFeed? Shout out! No, I'm just kidding. But um, never give. Do you think we have that yet? Or. <laughs> I mean, but like that's the thing is that uh, the the obviously the prominent successful example is marvel but marvel mm-hmm. has had years of practice with comic books and like connecting these characters and making team-ups and big events mean something yeah whereas so i'm like wondering is it possible to have a cinematic universe that works that's not based on that because then you look at something like the whole 
the whole dark universe, the universal horror monsters stuff. It's like, okay, you can make the mummy connected to Frankenstein, connected to Invisible Man, connected to Werewolf, whatever else they're bringing in. But then it's like, what's the end goal there? Like, you're never going to have an Avengers-style team-up between the four of these. Right. Because that's just not how the monsters work. Right, and they're all villains. I mean, have you ever seen Alvin the Chipmunks meet Dracula and the Werewolf? I mean, there's obviously, <laughs> there's obviously the a way to do it. I, here, I have seen Alvin the Chipmunks meet uh, whatever, whatever all the monster ones they Wolf made. Exactly. So there, there is a way to do it. It's just, do they want to use the means that they, that they have? <laughs> See, and it, yeah, I think, think about it, there's something to what Aaron's saying. So you're, you're arguing for bringing Alvin and the Chipmunks into this dark universe live action that, that, that would get me excited oh my if they God. just I mean, made I, I the, the four alvin the chipmunks movies canon the mummy yes. the squeakwool <laughs> <laughs> no so what aaron was saying I, I agree that the dark universe it seems a bit weird to have them connected because you assume the mummy is going to die at the end of the mummy but now when you're watching it it's like well, it's a cinematic universe. Is the mummy going to die? That doesn't make any sense. Like, why make it a cinematic universe? Whereas with, like, Godzilla and King Kong, it's like, they kind of end up being good. Kind of. Like, I mean, twas beauty that killed the beast, I suppose. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's where it makes sense to have them in the same world. You know, fighting moth or a King Ghidorah or that kind of stuff. But, yeah. I don't know. Are we going to see Dracula and the mummy team up to, to kill humanity? If we do, that'd be real dumb. That's like that Sinister Six movie that they were going to give us for a while. And it's like, no, we don't want it. <laughs> like, stop. It doesn't really work if the, the people have no reason to team up. Like, obviously, right. it's with the Avengers, you're like, oh, they can all save the world on their own. But then if they need, there's a bigger threat, they're going to team up to save the world together. They have a unified goal. We but you bring in these monsters, alone, it's like... But together, we can stop him. That's from Fant Forstick, everyone. That's, that's from Fant Forstick. A masterpiece. As we discussed last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think to be good, it has to... See, the thing is, all we have is Marvel as a good example right now. So uh, what I'm going to say is, it has to be like Marvel. <laughs> but then it's like, when I'm seeing uh, Kong Skull Island, I'm like, this is too much like Marvel. This feels like you're ripping off Marvel. Stop ripping off Marvel. <laughs> like, so I don't know. It, 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 they're walking a delicate line here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what was the oh my goodness? <laughs> I, I, think, I think DC right now is in their, their third, fourth, fifth grade year, the middle school years. Where no one really likes them, they don't know what they want to do with themselves, and they're just they're just they're just not doing anything right. You know, those nothing happened, nothing good happens in middle school. So I think what, what, are, you, what are you talking about, David? I was I was so popular in middle school. Let, let, let me tell you. <laughs> tell us then. Uh, what? <laughs> Alternative facts. I no, yeah, and David, like you're saying, I agree. I think DC has a chance to rise from the ashes. I think Wonder Woman still, I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, it still looks good. All the fight scenes, I'm like, yeah. that looks good. But that looks fun. beyond like, Wonder Woman, what does DC have? They have Justice League, which looks ugh. And they've got yeah. um, 
And the Grammy winning Suicide Squad. Oscar, but yeah. No, it won. Did it win a Grammy? Please tell me it didn't win a Grammy for best soundtrack or something. I'd be mad about that. Um, it's gonna it's gonna somehow get an EGOT. Oh my god! It's gonna, it, Suicide Squad is going to get an EGOT. <laughs> how did that's, it win a Tony? I don't, I don't know. know how. I don't, I don't know how it's gonna win the, the the Tony or the the Emmy. It's because it's not qualified for those. But somehow, did you know it's going to happen? Did you know the guy? You remember how like Enchantress made like her brother come back to life or whatever? Little known fact: mm-hmm. actually played by Lin Manuel Miranda. So. They love him over at the so Tonys. They're going to be like, hey, you know what? They, this isn't a musical, do, but I'm going to yes. give it to you anyway. I don't know. Can they work without comics? I think they can. You just need visionary directors, visionary uh, people. You need a Kevin... What's his name? Kevin Feige? 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 Say yep. it again. Feige? Feige. You need a Kevin Feige. You need someone over there being like, hmm... Well, clearly, this can't happen, because in King Kong 2, Return of the Island, um, he clearly states that's, that... That's what they called it. They, they, they clearly said that Godzilla died, so he, he can't be alive in this one, so sorry. You know, we need a guy like that. It's got, is Godzilla going to die? <coughs> is it going to be like the, right, the Superman of the... Oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right. They just kill him off two one, films. One in. quick question. Yeah. Aaron and Jacob. Yeah. What is one cinematic universe, if you could, like, anything, just right off the bat, oh. what would you want coming I w- out? I was Aaron actually, I, I was going to be the end of this topic, so oh, I was going to do it. We all know all right, what so Aaron's idea, is. This isn't, even, what? this isn't even a real question. We all know what Aaron's cinematic universe is going to be. <laughs> My cinematic universe is going to be. <laughs> Basically, we got we already got the first entry. The first entry was Freddy versus Jason. Yep, how did I know? <laughs> so all we gotta do is now we're gonna bring in all the other slasher villains. We're gonna bring in you know Leatherface mm-hmm. and Chucky and Pinhead and the creepy kids and children of the corn and what about Michael Myers? The guy from My Bloody Valentine, Michael Myers. Yeah, all these people. We're just gonna we're gonna bring them in. So you want a horror a slasher? Universe, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I, just, I want a slasher cinematic universe. <laughs> I don't know I, how it's gonna work, but, but I want it. Okay, Jacob. Uh, I need time to think on this one. I I didn't think about this question. No. What about you, David? Flash. Do you have flash. one? Uh, just a flash universe? <laughs> Isn't that just the flash? No, Isn't no, that the TV it. show Flash? <laughs> um, I I want. <clears throat> oh no! Oh, I thought of one. Me. I thought of one. All right, Jacob. I, I took inspiration from Aaron's back. Now, I want... <laughs> I want a cinematic universe <laughs> filled with board game movies. Now, we'll get Ouija in here. We'll get uh, Battleship in here. Is, uh, is a Clue Clue, clue is in canon? Here, the only good one. <laughs> yeah, Clue is in here. <laughs> And we'll get, you know, we'll throw in Jumanji as well, because we'll, we're like, hey, no one else wants you, Jumanji. What, what, what about okay, the space dude. Jumanji? It was like, Zathura. Zathura. We're getting Zathura, Zathura. Zathura here. Oh, yeah, we're getting Zathura. That good John Favreau uh, film. Oh, yeah. Mm. Say Magnifique. But, yeah, we're going to get all of those in there. And then, yeah, I think that's it. You know, we'll have Risk 
Uh, we'll have Monopoly. And of Monopoly, yeah. Monopoly Candy will be Land. the villain. The, the banker guy will be the villain in the film. Right, you gotta have, you gotta have like, the corporate, yeah. you know, businessman as the villain. Yeah. So, yeah, you gotta have the Monopoly guy. Yeah, that's my idea. What about you, David? So, I, I have two ideas. I don't know which one I would like better, so I'm gonna need your help. I want either a Danny DeVito character <laughs> universe. So, every single character that Danny the DeVito Danny played DeVito. are all to connect. So, like, you know how he played. So, so we got Phil, Frank. Hercules. We got, we got Phil. Frank, we got, we got, we got Penguin. We got Phil. We, we, we got his really creepy penguin from Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, literally every dog. single one of those characters just all in the same universe. Maybe they all end very, like, like end of the end of the, the series. They all can show up in the same room and be like, well, like, fancy CEO. Just something real weird off the wall, like, like Danny DeVito. It's either that or what I want had the same fight thing with the uh, at the end. Donald Glover. A Donald Glover cinematic universe. So your cinematic universes are based around actors. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey, hey. I said I like oh, it. I so, so now what I want yeah. is a is a Nicolas Cage. Oh my god! Universe, yeah. You know, just building off that same idea. Oh my god! But, yeah. But I want I want Nicolas Cage like two separate Nicolas Cages for National Treasure one and two, so they can meet each other. Yes, even though there's the they're, same they're character, obviously just, just two versions of the same. Just two versions of the same. <laughs> that's what that's what was on the the, the page forty seven of the president's book of secrets. It was oh. the reveal of uh, never multiverse out, of Nicholas Cage's. We? We're never gonna find uh. out what was on that page. <laughs> we are, because it's going to spawn the Nicholas Cage cinematic right, universe. Right, 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 right. They they were just waiting for the right idea, and we cracked it. <laughs> All right, well, Aaron, do you have anything else to say about cinematic universes? No, I mean, I don't know if we really, like, settled on any guidelines for what to do if you're seeking to make a cinematic universe. But Call us. Email us. Email, yeah, email us. Now, I, I, I think I It's just a thing that's going to happen. And... Be like Marvel, but don't be too much like Marvel. You know what I mean? you got to walk that line. Ha! <laughs> Be, or be, be, be Marvel be in like patience and control, or just don't do a cinematic be, universe. Be Marvel and patience and control, but not like necessarily in tone and style. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Yeah, but but at the same time, I don't think I want like like too many cinematic universes. No, because no, I don't no. want the market just to be oversaturated. Because like, okay, we're getting you know Iron Man ten and like Superman five is coming out next. You're like. Just to add into the seventh DC movie, like I don't know. Actually, I think there's a I think there's a line. There was no. I mentioned this on the second episode of the podcast, or no, uh, third episode of the podcast. Um, and I was like, so I went to go see Cinderella, and I'm like, the only thing, the only thing that will make me keep seeing these Disney princess remakes. As if there's just like, uh, they're at the ball and they're like, now welcoming Princess Jasmine or whatever. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. Disney Princess Cinematic Universe. I would be totally... You feel like they, they have to be considering it, you know? I, getting, I be... getting Cinderella, getting Belle now and 
whoever else they're making next, Mulan. Um, and also Star Jasmine. Wars now being part of Disney. Yeah, and we'll get Princess Leia. Gotta throw her in there as well. Uh, Padme and all that. No. Um, I think that, for real, if that were to happen, that would be the only thing that would make me watch 2017's Beauty and the Beast. The only thing. Disney, if you want my money, you know where to find me. Um, guys, let's move on to the upcoming movies of the week. We got two superhero films this week, guys. Do we want to start with the one that we haven't beaten like a dead horse yet? I mean, we start with the one first on the list. All right, fine. Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, Aha! Uh, has some. Well, you, has some good thoughts. See, see, I was I was very excited to see Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but then I found out that they weren't letting oh my men watch the movie. Don't even do this. So to then. Me. <laughs> so I'm sure by this point the internet's all aware of the whole uproar. Alamo Draft House. They're having a night, uh, one night only, uh, women's only showing of, of Wonder Woman. And, of course, the internet overreacts to everything. And they're like, oh man, this is discrimination. Yeah, you're right. You can't go see Wonder Woman at any movie theater. That They're banning men from seeing this movie. How dare they? How dare they? Yeah, that, 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 that's what I heard. I heard, I heard yeah, like, men can't see it at all. So, I, heard, I heard that this know. whole thing is because they hate men. Yeah. In fact, so it's it's crazy. Oh. I'm sorry, David. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I keep on starting this. Like, I, like, it's not. I don't. I don't care. Like, good conversation. I don't know what this is. Like, internet. Now listen here, everybody. We're listening. I guess. I think he lost his train of thought. Jokes on him. <laughs> He's losing his <laughs> I was um, so triggered by the fact that Alamo Draft House decided, no, we hate men. And I'm here to say, everybody, if you like men, <laughs> if, if you think, <laughs> I can't do this one. No, it was real dumb. Um, people are real dumb on the internet. They get worked up over everything and, uh, you know. I I saw that. I was so having a nice move day. On to the actual movie. No, let me. Yeah. I want to. Fi- I want to finish this real quick. Now this is actual me being upset. I was having a nice day. I was at Cedar Point, looking at the rides. My sister and her friend went on a ride. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Stay. I don't want to go on that one. I'll get sick. I'm like, well, I'll scroll through Twitter. Let's see what's going on on Twitter. I'm like, oh, they're doing a one night only women's showing a Wonder Woman. Good for them. Good for them. And then uh, I read through some of the comments and um, instantly got so upset that I was like, nope, I'm never reading comments on anything ever again. <laughs> it was real bad. But yeah, so Wonder Woman. Um, so far, I think it still looks good. That's what we thought about Suicide Squad up until release. We were like, this, this could be the good one. This could be... Hey, the one that turns it all around, and and that ended up being in my uh, 
bottom ten films for last year. You know how I know it's not going to be worse I than Suicide think... Squad? What? You know how I know it's not going to be worse than Suicide Squad? Because that'd be impossible. <laughs> no, not impossible. I could, I could do a few things to the movie. Because people coming out of it are being like, yo, this is a positive role model for young girls. And that's more than you could say for Suicide Squad. So if nothing else, this movie has that. I feel like that's very um, opinionated, though. Because what if I come out of this movie, I'm like, I don't want my, say I had a daughter, I'm like, I wouldn't want my daughter to be acting like Wonder Woman. Maybe because she, she cuts off someone's head in the movie. Who knows? Oh like, my I, God. Maybe I don't want my daughter <laughs> that, that would be really dark. Like, Exactly. What kind of positive role model? But what if I, like, it's a bad guy? What if it's a Nazi? What if Nazis transported back to World War One in this movie? <laughs> she cuts is that, off is that head. the plot? Yeah, I still don't know what the plot, plot of this movie is. They were like, they were like, why did we do World War One again? World War One is so confusing. And <laughs> yeah. It's like who's the bad we, guy? We, we need the Nazis in there. <laughs> oh man, I bet there could be Nazi zombies too. <laughs> yeah, the zombies of the Nazis that die like years in the future come back. <laughs> no, to be clear though, I still don't know what the actual plot of this movie is. I don't know who the villain is. She, is it Ares? She leaves the mascara. She goes to fight in World War One when Steve Trevor crash lands on the island. That's basically all I know. But who's the villain? Is it Ares? There's, there's obviously they've confirmed that like one of the villains is Doctor Poison. Who's like a lesser known supervillain who's just like into like chemical weapons stuff, so obviously oh, that's yeah. kind of like fitting yeah. for World War One then. Yeah. But yeah, as far as I can tell, they, I'm actually surprised because you know, DC, when Batman v Superman was coming out, they're like, oh, here's uh, Doomsday. <laughs> yeah. It, surprise. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> you remember how we reacted when but we the, saw that. But they've right? actually not. <laughs> Right, but they've actually restrained from showing Ares, even though, by all accounts, he is in the movie at some point. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. It makes sense with the war thing, too. So. Right. I don't know. What do you think, Ares David? is god of war. He is. I thought Kratos was the god of war. Haha. Wait for the new remake. We'll find out. Yeah. What do you think, David? <clears throat> no, I... I'm... I still love DC a lot better than Marvel, just in heroes and comics. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but, so I'm going to keep praying and keep hoping that DC can find, because I think all DC needs to do is that they're <laughs> footing, they're, they're, they're stumbling, they keep, they keep getting shoved down. Yeah. They just need to find good footing. They need to, like, they need a base. Like this Wonder Woman movie can be a base to build a universe off of. That's what, that's what Marvel did. They, they were like, eh, I don't and know yeah. what we're going to do. Oh, let's just make this Iron Man movie. Bam. Solid movie. Solid base. Let's get to working. I agree. This, and, then they were, and, then, and then Marvel, after Iron Man, they struggled a little. They're like, Iron Man 2, yeah. eh, Incredible Hulk, eh, Thor. Eh. And then along comes Captain America the First Avenger. And everyone's oh. like, oh, this is like the greatest superhero movie ever made. It takes place in a <clears> so Maybe that's, war. that's what Wonder Woman's going to be. You know, there's so much similarities. But like I, I, it uh, watching the trailer for Wonder Woman, it honestly feels a lot like Captain the Captain America: The First Avenger yeah. in terms of like the style and tone. So that's like a positive. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, like, it's definitely a positive. Because First Avengers was is amazing. 
My only problem with that is that the first Avenger was followed up with, was followed up by the Avengers. Wonder Woman's going to be followed up by Justice League. <laughs> A film that, but from everything I've seen, I will hate. <laughs> so, I... It's like, and but I mean, Joss Whedon's in there. But they got they got reshoots. a new director with a lot of re reshoots. We, we got stuff happening. There's faith. I mean, I don't think Joss Whedon's involvement no is going to significantly change the film in any way. But we can believe and hope. But he is going to handle all post production, so maybe it will be slightly more coherent like, than a typical thing, yeah. Zack Snyder film. But again, this is the problem. If he gets I don't final know what, cut. I don't know what DC did to him, honestly. He left Avengers. Just Sweden? Yeah. He left Avengers because uh, he's oh. like, I didn't have enough creative control or whatever. And now he's going to DC, which by all accounts took Suicide Squad from David Ayer and was like, no, we're doing this cut now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, so not really sure what, what they're giving him. Money, I'm guessing. Uh, lots of it. But the fact that he's getting in bed with another superhero cinematic universe, it's like, dude... Like, come on. I, I mean, you gotta taste, you gotta taste both sides of the river before you, you can ch- truly choose a drink. <laughs> the same river for the rest of your life. What was that analogy? <laughs> I've never heard anything like that before. Why? <laughs> <laughs> came from a river, and the water is not gonna taste different. Oh, it will. Two different sides of the river. It's the no, same. No, why? Water. No, why? Someone's been. Please explain. Don't say it. Man. Someone's been using. <laughs> someone's been using the bathroom. All right. On one side of the river. That's why it tastes different. Aaron. Yeah. Captain. Captain Underpants. Yeah. No. Well, that's obviously the side I'm not gonna be drinking out of for the rest of my life. Done. Well, well, make, but, but, but listen, Aaron. But if you've been drinking out, if you've been drinking out of that side your entire life, you don't know any better. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Underpants is a movie fair, that's fair coming He's like, oh, crap. Right. You're, you're right. You, I, I, I can see that your analogy it was stars, flawless. It stars Chris Rock. Thank not you. Chris Rock. Um, Kevin Hart. What? <laughs> it stars Kevin Hart. I think Hart. he's trying to move on. Kevin Are Hart. you trying to move us on to the next film? I think TJ Miller's in it, maybe. I don't know. He's in all those animated movies now. Um, it stars Kevin Hart, Thomas Middleditch, Ed Helms, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, yeah. Someone uh, else famous, I feel. Uh, oh. uh, the guy from The Office and Vacation. What's his name now? Ed Helms. Ed Helms. I already said Ed Helms. Uh, shut up, man. <laughs> did you announce, did you announce <laughs> what film we were moving on to? Yeah, I did. While well, you guys were talking about peeing in rivers and stuff. I, I was over here doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> So Captain Underpants, this was a film that was not on my radar. I never read the books or anything. I was like, eh. Not my Roderick. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, hashtag not my Roderick. <laughs> yeah, that. And uh, one day Aaron and I were just watching trailers, and he's like, hey, man, did you see the trailer for Captain Underpants? And I'm like, no, it sounds real dumb. He's like, watch it. It's actually kind of good. And I watched it, I'm like, yeah, I could see myself laughing a couple times during that movie. So I can't. So no, you didn't. See you're not. You're not, not excited for Captain Underpants, David. Never, never read them. Never got into them. So no, not at all. And those those books, those those were like, that, those from my childhood. You know, like oh, I no. read all of those books like multiple times. You know, I would I, oh, I would like I want... make up my own sequels 
to the books. Oh I would like God. write my own books. I'd be you? like, I should send these into the author because the, <laughs> these are really good. Aww. <laughs> and so. even, even, even one time, I stole some Captain Underpants stickers uh -oh. from a library copy uh -oh. of a Captain America activity book. Oh no! Wow, that's that's my confession. Aaron was edgy as a kid, <laughs> man. So, so I'm excited for this movie. <laughs> I much would have preferred an American chiller. Yeah, I'm surprised oh, those have never American been movies yet. And, and and now that I think about that, cinematic that universe, cinematic universe for that. Dude, oh. <sighs> you you actually bring up a good point. I'm surprised those have never been made into movies or like TV movies or anything. Like they're just because he's a Mich he's a good old Michigan author. He's yeah. just like oh, he's got the weird glasses. No he one made likes the those American chillers too. It wasn't like he was like always so uh, you know just focused in Michigan. But Aaron. You saying that these these books were your childhood leads me to my point. This movie feels like seven years too late. Like maybe even more. I mean the 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 book series I guess just recently wrapped up. Like so she so the author's ago. still been writing. Yeah, I guess I guess what happened is like he took like a significant break because he had to take care of his dad who was like sick or something oh, okay. so there was like a seven year break or something where he didn't write books but then he came back and wrote like three more to finish off the series and those were just recently published okay so i don't i don't know if kids these days are still reading them or not i don't either i, I, mean, I don't know i mean probably because you know how everyone's just like rebirthing like all the old like because you know we saw toy story when it first came out then they came out with toy story 3 so just rebirth all the toy story like action figures and stuff so they so yeah. i'm sure it did now never mind never mind mm, yes okay nah i'm just so, it just feels it just feels late it just feels late i don't think this is gonna do anything at all really um I feel like, and now, Fair. Well, not, okay. not, not talking about any quality of movies, but I feel like the Wimpy Kid series probably strikes a chord more with children nowadays than the Captain Underpants, but I don't know. I don't, I, we're, we're hip, well, we're with kids. Aaron. You know? <laughs> yes. Aaron, this was one of your favorite, like, books back in your childhood. You stated yeah. that, correct? Yeah. Does the, does the nostalgia factor want you to go watch this movie? Are you gonna oh. go pay money to go see this movie? If I have the opportunity to see it in theaters, I I might. But I feel like this is a film that I'm still going to wait till like it hits rental or Netflix to watch. But what if like, it gets well, bonkers reviews? So now, so now I know it's gonna flop because Aaron, be a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Fan, even the nostalgia factor, it doesn't grip him enough to go spend money in theaters to go see it. Therefore. It's going to flop. Look at David doing that super sleuthing over there. That's. What if it gets like bonkers reviews, Aaron? Like 99, 98. <laughs> then I will go see it for sure. All right. Well, I'll probably end up seeing it. Maybe it might take my little sisters. I don't know. Again, I don't know if this resonates with kids. Maybe they want to go see Wonder Woman instead. And I'll be like, sure. <laughs> Much rather go see Wonder Woman. Uh, assuming it's good, but as we all know, I, I turn into a DC apologist as soon as a new movie's out. So I'm like, "Yo, man, Suicide Squad's not." As soon that as bad. the new movie comes out, 
Oh, you love it, and then two weeks later, y you'll hate it. Well, that's the thing. When there was just a moment in my mind where I'm like, why am I still defending this? Like, if I, if this movie won't do what it needs to do to be good, why should I try and help it? You know, that's that was because you care about because <laughs> you care about the DC universe. That's why I am the Superman in my universe to the DC cinematic universe like superman doesn't want to help the people anymore and you know what i don't blame you superman go play diablo go play marvel heroes ultimate go play injustice 2 you know what have fun man you don't have to save everyone all the time just be good just be happy man have a burrito you can cheat today have a burrito man guys let's move on <laughs> okay so the what have we been watching sure. segment this week you hear that what Nothing. No birds. No animals. Nothing. Now you're in this sunken place. Aaron, you and I have <laughs> yes. a, a shared film this week. I think we have a couple. All three of us have one. Do we really? Baywatch, everyone. A couple? I feel like I'm forgetting something now. Because you rewatched. Didn't you rewatch? Oh, okay. Yeah. How, about, <laughs> how about we just get it started? How yeah. about you guys start Let's talking? Start with right, the, so the shared film is uh, we both went to see Alien Covenant. We did, and it was uh, oh, it was good for the whole uh, third third of the movie, the the whole third act, fantastic. Leave it at that. You don't need anything else. Just keep the third act in. First and second act horrible, boring garbage. Uh, maybe a couple good scenes. But other than that, like, just keep to the alien stuff, guys. Keep to the... I think you mean keep to the Prometheus stuff, since that was the best part of this movie, was, the, the, was the Prometheus alien. sequel stuff. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Me and Lacey both agree that this film was not very good. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's not very good, but we completely disagree about why it's not very good. It's like the most confusing thing ever. It, it really is. It well, really thank really God. Is. I didn't, Thank God I haven't seen this, so I can speak freely about this movie. Mm -hmm. I think it was probably the best, uh, best in the series. The best alien movie. <laughs> um, now, Jim, Aaron, I didn't you? ask, oh. how did you feel about that, like, uh, the engineer... Um, kind of like well, okay. uh, Prometheus Two stuff. Yeah, no, it's out. not spoilers. It's not spoilers. I'm no, 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 it... no spoiler. It is. Don't even lie. I'm just wondering how it, it felt about the Prometheus Two storylines that we got. I thought like the, the the it seemed like there was a very brief glimpse of I know what, what part you're talking the, of about the Prometheus too. sequel that uh, Ridley Scott wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And that was my favorite scene in the movie. Like, that's the stuff I wanted out of the film. And is, that scene like, was I, dope. I, I liked yeah. that scene. That was a good scene. But... I was like, I want to see the, you know, the... I want them to expand upon where Prometheus left off. Like, those themes, that storyline, like, you know, going to meet the creators, finding out why they rejected us, seeing what happens when... You know, this human and the synthetic android interact with the makers of humanity. Like, that was all... You're there good. was so much potential there. But then all we got from that potential was this one scene just kind of, like, clumsily thrown in in the middle of this 
it, other completely unrelated movie. It is clumsy, but I did like it. I'm like, all right. Now, if that's oh, what Prometheus 2 was, I would like that. But the problem is, everyone hated Prometheus because it wasn't that. Like, if, if Prometheus was what we got in that scene, I'd be like, fine, I like Prometheus. But it was never that. And that's why I'm like, I mean, okay, that, let's get that's Alien. That's the disappointing thing, though, is because Prometheus, as much as I defend it, I agree, is a flawed movie. Mm-hmm. But they didn't give Ridley Scott a chance to, like, address those flaws and make a better sequel out of that material because there was a lot of potential i think everyone can agree in kind of exploring that prequel side Mm -hmm. and so it's just a safe movie as opposed to an interesting one right and even though it does play it safe i think there are good moments now the biggest problem with this everyone was saying that it's it's a return to its roots it's it's half prometheus half alien no it's not that. It's half Prometheus, half Aliens, half Alien 3. Like, that kind of <laughs> feel. It's never scary. I was there not scared once in this whole movie. I don't think it's necessarily that it was scary, but just kind of like the the gore. Like, I, I okay. don't know if you read my review, but I kind of talked yeah, about I how did. it was basically very much like a slasher sequel. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the, the killer isn't terrifying in the same way he was but there's still a certain amount of thrill to begin from like him just like stalking down and mutilating these random people in yeah. these in this really bloody gory fashion. So there, I think there, there is some, some like kills too. entertaining horror aspect that I appreciated in this film. Like I was entertained by that. Mm-hmm. I was just very disappointed that it was not the Prometheus sequel I wanted it to be. And I I came out of this movie like so angry like they lied on a number of points. It's not like Alien. It should have been called Prometheus 2. It shouldn't have been called Alien anything. And I was also mad they lied about James Franco, um, which... Why was James Franco in this movie? I, oh, my God. I, why I'm so not mad. Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Why, why, why did he not cast Matthew Broderick? Oh, my God. That would have been, been amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that was just, like, upsetting to me. And then I was also just upset and again no spoilers i was just upset by the whole end i'm like they act like it's a big twist i'm like nope saw this coming from as as soon as as soon as the whole finale starts i'm like this is how it's gonna end and i I was right i'm like okay well i i mean i thought it was i i liked the ending but it was predictable i liked the ending i wish it would have been i don't think i think what they should have done is just not treat it as a surprise there you go like ending but don't act like you're fooling anyone yeah because they they sure didn't um but that being said i think there are good performances i I like katherine watterson who i didn't i don't know that i've ever seen her in anything other than this and fantastic beasts and i didn't think she was good at all in fantastic beasts she was one of my least favorite parts of that film and so seeing her in this and being like okay she's good in this she is just playing ripley it's essentially the same character i don't really know what happened there um but still a good performance uh billy crudup's good um even though his character arcs are wasted um nothing ever comes of them um and of course (laughs) my callie hernandez she's great in this movie too so i love you callie (laughs) Um, 
Anyway, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? I have a Danny wrap on my blog Danny that McBride's has book. my full thoughts. Obviously, this lower blog name is already taken. Tumblr.com. My thoughts are up there. Hmm. Just going to say, it's a decent film. Yeah, but it was just highly disappointing for me as a Prometheus fan. Yeah, to be honest, didn't hate it. Thought it was better than Prometheus, but still, um, didn't end up too low on my list. Didn't end up too high, so it, it's gonna be one of those middle of the road movies. One that I'll probably watch again, uh, just for <laughs> some great Michael on Michael Fassbender action. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> it's such perfect. a weird <laughs> but entertaining scene. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, there you go. All right, so I guess move on to the second film that we both watched this week. I watched it for the first time. You rewatched it. For the third time. Uh, I finally got around to seeing Get Out. Yeah. Now, Aaron. Yes. Was it as amazing as everyone else hyped it up to be? I mean, I guess, yes. Okay, so, like, here's the thing. Like, this film is undeniably incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so well done, you know, from the acting to the writing to just the social commentary. is just It's the, the whole mixture of the comedy and the horror. It was, it's such an entertaining and thought-provoking film. And you got my you got my dude from Atlanta. On you it. do, yeah. What's his name? Keith Stanfield. Yeah, I don't know his real name. But I sure. think that, I think that's his name. But yeah, entertaining presence as always. So it's it's a film that lives up to the hype in that respect. Like it is a great film, but then at the same time, I feel like like the the thing is, I didn't end up loving it as much as I thought I would. I guess. Okay. And that's just because I felt like there wasn't any, like, surprise to it. Because, like, the whole time, this whole, like, couple-month break between it being released and it coming out on DVD, I was, like, desperate to avoid spoilers. I was, like, every anytime it, like, kind of popped up on the internet, I was, like, nope, getting away as fast as Scroll, scroll, scroll. Really no but spoilers. then I watched the end movie, and it's, like, well, I guess there's not really anything that could have been spoiled that much. Right. You know, like, it's... There's no big it's twist. not that... And I think I think maybe it's because like this film felt so much like a M Night Shyamalan film, like a, like an early, you know, Good M Night Shyamalan <laughs> film. Yeah, not, not, not late like M. the Night happening. Shyamalan. Did it feel like the happening? But it felt end? so much like that in terms of like the style and tone that I was almost I was kind of expecting a big twist maybe, and then, so I, it's just kind of like I felt like mm-hmm. if I had not seen any marketing for this movie. I would have absolutely been blown away by it. But, you know, like, seeing the trailer so much before seeing the movie, it kind of felt like I knew everything that was going to happen in it. Yeah. So it was the thing, it was like, it was a very satisfying watch. It's my number two film of the year. Might move up to number one, if I think about it more, because it is a very thought-provoking film. You know, it's one that will linger in your mind. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, there wasn't, you know, that that just, like, extra bit of surprise. It's like, I felt like I had seen the movie before I had seen the movie, you know? Yeah, and 
in upon rewatching it for the third time now, because I just watch the same movies over and over for some reason. Um, I loser, huh? Loser, loser. <laughs> um, yeah. So upon rewatching it for the third time, I, it's one of those things where yeah, there is no twist. There's no big aha moment, but I feel like it's almost better for that. Like, it doesn't need flashy, shiny things to be like, oh, man, you didn't see that coming. That makes it a good movie. It's like, Right, no, that's, that's why I can't a... really complain about it too much because right. it's like the, the plot as is is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything kind of has a satisfying ending. You know, everything just like works out well. They bring things full circle, you know, like in terms of his character arc and right. like the little like character quirks and stuff. Like, it's a very well-structured movie, and so it's kind of hard to complain. To replace things like twists and that, when you rewatch it, there are all these little, like, seemingly inconspicuous bits of dialogue, little, little character, like, quirks, I suppose, that seem like nothing upon first viewing, that once you know everything that happens, you can look back and you can sort of piece together you can even solve the mystery earlier than you're supposed to which is just a sign of a well-written mystery well-written uh horror and mystery film. when, when you're like oh oh well, that makes sense now because like this happens here and you're like oh yeah and i think especially because um of course uh, oh god what's his name the lead's name the lid the lid for the leads He's the guy from Black, Black Mirror. Mirror yeah, right? Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, I can't I don't remember, remember his name. His name but whatever. He's sorry. He's he's really good. Um, his character is really well written. He has all these different things about him, and looking at all of these side characters as well, each one of them has such a huge level of depth that you don't really ever see to that extent in a lot of movies, especially ones that are this huge. This movie was huge. This movie made so much money. And it's like, this bodes so well for not only, uh, like, Jordan Peele's career. Jordan Peele, and what he's but, like, right. horror in general. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a smart movie, and one that, even watching it on the third time, just loved every minute of it. It's so well acted, written, directed... I, it's, it's hard to beat, man. And that's why when I watched The Black Coat's Daughter directly after, it's so hard for me to pick which one I Where did like. you finally settle on I those two, settled, the placement man. of those two? I still haven't settled. It's so hard for me to pick between them because I like them for such different reasons. I like Get Out for being this smart, just, this, this thriller this mystery and i like black coat's daughter for being like this throwback to horror 70s horror and being disturbing like i mean like get out's disturbing but this one's like next level like supernatural disturbing and i love supernatural horror films so i still haven't settled on which one i like better but i mean i think if we're looking at it this way i think get out is by far the better movie i think Everything in that movie, that, that's like, it's one of those near-perfect movies. And mm-hmm. 
Blackcoat's daughter is not and I, that. I think, <laughs> and I think also, this isn't necessarily a metric you need to consider when ranking your personal list, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, the cultural impact. Mm -hmm. in, in terms of that, Get Out is a film that's going to, like, stand out from oh, the pack. Like, it's going sure. to be, like, if not the defining film of 2017, at least one of them. It Whereas Black Coat's Daughter, it's a great film, but it's not like it's going to, in my opinion, it's not going to have the same kind of impact. <laughs> no. It already hasn't had the same kind of impact as Get Out did. I, I, I completely agree with you on that. And I think, personally, I think they both had the same kind of impact. Because Black Coat's Daughter does have deep, interesting questions. It's just that they're not the same kind of questions. And they're, I don't know, I don't know. It's right, what, as, what, what I'm saying is, like, that's the impact to you. They right, exactly. had, like, the same impact to you, but not the same impact to the world at not large. To, yeah, not to the world. And I'm, not, not, the I'm, not, I'm saying that's not a metric you need to consider when ranking your own list, but I'm saying that's kind of how why I settle on Get Out definitely being the superior film. Yes, I agree. I agree. It is, it is the better film. I think favorite, I'm still wrestling with that in my mind. So, yeah, Black Coat's Daughter and Get Out still wrestling for one and two, but... I'm going to have to make a decision, and that's what's going to kill me at the end of the year. When I'm writing my list, I'm going to be like, I have to pick one, and it's forever going to be on the internet of which one I liked better. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know which one. So, I don't know. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> Should I just finish off my list? I have two more things. Go for it. All right, so uh, other movie I watched this week, I watched Hidden Figures. Finally, I really like Hidden Figures. Ooh. It was it was like a film. It's like I don't know. I it's okay. I guess I I liked it well enough. It's uh, obviously a really powerful story. Uh, and, and you know I I didn't know about these people going into the film, and now I do know about them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, in that respect, it was a worthwhile experience. Mm -hmm. uh, you got good acting. Really I like great. space movies, so, you I like, know... I like space. There's if it's cool rocks massive. and stuff up there. <laughs> with, the, with the cool rocks and stuff. No, Taraji P. Henson in this movie, her scene, um, when it was, it was after, they're like, where is she? Because she was running to the bathroom in the other building or whatever. And that whole moment where, like, she breaks down and just yells at them, like, some of the most <laughs> powerful acting i've seen uh, from 2016 at least like it, it's really good but yeah you got a definitely a really solid cast and i think the cast is basically what keeps this movie running as well as it does because the yeah. directing is kind of just like it's there yeah. <laughs> it exists it's yeah you you, you you have a director i can tell that you hired a director. <laughs> you have someone who has kind of a vision i guess i don't know maybe um yeah but uh, so like it was it was a good film, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it, it very much felt like, you know, I, it it kind of felt like, oh, this here's this woman here's this movie about black women in the 1960s, that's quite obviously written by like a white male in the 2017, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like very blunt on the nose. Just kind of like, oh, hey, remember when that was a thing? Just, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it very much felt. It, it, it feels designed to be a crowd pleaser, so I suppose you know. That's okay. that's good. It's nice to have movies that are like that, but at the same time, I feel like because of the story they had at hand, 
I wished it had been also a little more challenging to the audience. Yeah. You know, just because it's very much the movie you can watch and be like, oh, glad we solved racism well, back in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. And there's also. <laughs> As opposed like, to being like, hey, there's, you know. Did you, did you watch the so Honest trailer for the Oscars this past year? The what? The Honest trailer for the Oscars this past year? Uh. Uh, yes, yeah. did. But that, I don't know if I remember what you're referring line, to. Um, where who's the lead, the the male lead in this? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He's like, look, not all white people are bad. He knocks down the sign. See, <laughs> like it. It is very like, it's like trying to be like, like you said, a crowd pleaser, but it wants to also be like, hey, we don't want to single anyone out. Not all white people are bad. It's like, we understand not all white people are bad. You don't have to have, like, a whole scene about him knocking down a sign to be like, see, we're not pandering. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I so, see yeah, that's where just you're coming from, but I liked it quite a bit. So It's currently my least favorite of the Best Picture nominees, but... That's because you haven't seen Lion yet. <laughs> I'd say it's a good film overall. Yeah. And then finally, uh, just real quickly, uh, for on the TV side, binge-watched season three of unbreakable kimmy schmidt oh yeah i forgot that came out continues to be a great show so funny so witty you know just excellent you know at the visual gags and the fast-paced humor like it's like a joke per second and it's really well done so continue to highly highly recommend the show of course i watched season one but i've not watched season two yet so i might need to do that soon we'll see you should it goes by fast, and it's yeah. worth it, because it's really funny. Yeah. And I, th- I thought season three was very good. Like, I think they put a lot of focus into, like, character arcs, mm-hmm. like, character growth this season, which kind of makes me interested in, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how long they're going to let the show run for. Yeah. You know, like, do they have an end point in mind? Because it looks like they are, as opposed to traditional sitcoms, where characters usually just stay stagnant for... <laughs> friends until we run out of <laughs> being able to make money off of this yeah i'm wondering how long they're gonna go because this season show like significant growth for the characters which is a very interesting and very well done move okay all right so yeah that was my week my week was that as well uh the stuff i already mentioned and then uh, <laughs> i got something good for us for bad movie of the week <laughs> so sorry for that Ooh. and also uh on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, we posted uh, the Gateway to Cinema on Batman 1966. Uh, so, look for that. Um, I'm sure we haven't recorded it yet. Save, sure save your thoughts. Be, it's going to be a, a good episode, <laughs> or, or, I think. Um, yeah, so, David, what did you watch this week, buddy? David. 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 Oh, oh, God, he yes. was frozen. <laughs> oh man yeah we're good oh now they're both frozen so see this is my this is the catch 22 of podcasting you can be good at it i think we're okay but you can be good at getting the technology right and still hey, hey. things go wrong we're here it's real bad. See, we're here we're, we're still running hello we're, we're good. i see you how's it going <laughs> Are you going to edit that out this no, time? No, because this is, this is the thing. Like it the happens, last time it happens like every today. week, and usually I cut it out, 
but I think this might be my time. It's my time to talk to the audience. Let them know what no. I'm thinking. No, like, the audience, the audience down, like, knows what you think the when you talk. Goes. So you don't need another special time. Anyway, um, all yeah. right, David, what was... So, I am continuing my endeavor of watching 13 Reasons with my God. girlfriend. Are you almost done with that? Uh, episode, yes, I have like three more episodes left. Oh, man. And it's still a show. Um, oh, good. I will have my full consensus and opinions about it when i finish it but right now i'm trying to like just hold it i want to want to make sure i watch everything before i either praise or destroy the show all right and and then i watched a reboot of an old movie oh they watch a little movie called Uh, or an old tv show you mean no <laughs> Correct TV show. Okay. Sorry. All right, all right, good, good. Sorry, Baywatch. I spoiled your dramatic <laughs> announcement. Baywatch. I watched Baywatch, Aaron. Yep, and it sucked. Wasn't good. I guess that's what was expected. Everyone, everyone in the world said Zach Efron looked real Wait, good. I'm confused. Did he real really good. see this? Did you really huh? see Baywatch? Yeah, I really saw Baywatch. Oh. I thought this was still a bit. Why didn't you believe him? I thought this was a bit. I didn't know what was happening. Okay. Oh, I actually saw Baywatch. It really, it really wasn't good at all. Okay, I don't doubt it. Yeah. But the rocks in it, so it's automatically ten percent better than it would have been. Like I saw, I think I sent, I think I sent that to you on Twitter. It's like, oh yeah, because people were talking the rock, and the rock was like, oh, like people just don't understand like the movie and the humor, and then someone like. Got like all the reviews of the past like five shows that The Rock's been in, I guess, and they've all been like not good reviews. It's like, hey, Dwayne, I guess like no one's really understood the last humor in that you're last no, five was, movies. He's, so he's I was just like, oh, that critics don't understand his movies. And he's like, dude, critics understood your movies more than your audience than these past few movies you've made, and the critic score is always higher than the audience score. But yeah, yeah, trash. But the trash. one thing that really just annoyed me mm-hmm. is the main villain and don't tell me it was this girl it, it was this it was this woman who like owned the whole like a hotel or something or like basically a big like hotel on the beach and her whole like reason like spoiling being this. evil i still feel like you're spoiling this no well, well it, it like no no i'm not like she would, she like so she would do something evil, right? Aaron, you can tell if this is a spoiler or not. Okay, she would do something evil, trash, and she would be I'm like, "I'm still gonna go see it." So I don't oh. want to know. She, she's like, "Oh, like if I was a if I was a man, you would call me determined. But since I'm a woman, you think I'm like, no, I still think you're like off the hook, crazy. Like, like, but like she kept using the excuse that she was a woman. It was really weird. I don't know why. Like it kept being brought up." Like, and she brought it up. She's like, oh, I'm not determined. I'm just a woman. I was like, why are you saying this? Like, no one thought that. But I don't know. It was just really out, out and out of place. Yeah. It's, I mean, not, not a spoiler. So, yeah. You know. Is that what you. This is okay. the thing. <laughs> I'm going to still see this movie. Because I got a long weekend. I've got tomorrow off. I got Tuesday off. Maybe see a little bit of Pirates. Maybe the next day see a little Baywatch. You don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know. 
Some, sometimes, sometimes the mood strikes you and you're like, hmm, I think I want to see The Rock shirtless for the next two hours. Uh, there's only one shirtless scene with The Rock, just to let you know. Oh, that's that's why the movie failed. Yeah. Yeah. Using a bro, using a bro tank, most of the time, yeah, like ninety percent of the time. That's not good it. enough. Yeah, I'll take. It's it. not good enough. No, it's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, else, yeah. <laughs> what else did you watch, David? And that's all. That's all. All right. Well. Yeah. Guys, let's move on to the devil's advocate segment this week. Of course, Aaron usually likes to explain this segment for us. So, Aaron, take it away. Right, so this is the segment where we take a film that is either critically praised and make the argument for why it is an awful film, mm-hmm. or we take a film that is critically panned and make the case for why it is actually a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week we got another uh, we got another a film that you know critics hated. Mm-hmm. You know, got like twenty seven percent of the tomato meter. Tomometer, if you and, will. I, I will not. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a film that actually made my bottom 10 films when I made my list of 2016 films last year. And I believe it was fairly lowly ranked on your list as well, Lacey. I don't remember where it was ranked, but I'm going to check right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was low. It was either in the bottom 10 or the bottom 15. So this is a film that, you know, has received... A lot of criticism. But mm-hmm. you know what? Just like last week with Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I've, 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 I'm admitting my fault. You know, like, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You're a big man, this, Aaron. That's why. This film, yeah. This film, it's not terrible. This film is, in fact, a masterpiece. And that film is Suicide Squad. Yeah. Or some kind of Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Now mine was in the top. It was in the bottom fifteen because uh, I, I saw a lot of bad movies last year. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you're right. We were wrong. Uh, this movie. I'm, it's time to put up back on my hat, back on my DC apologist hat that I wore for about a week or two after this movie came out. And uh, it's time to apologize for it. Um, here's the thing. What are they? Some kind of Suicide Squad? That line alone sells this movie. It, it, they it they tells put what the they title of the movie in the movie. It is. Like, and you that's, know what? That's automatically that, That's what The Dark Knight did. The thing... That's what other films did. That makes it better. Is that it's a roll credits moment, but they don't roll the credits after it. They show restraint there. And it really... It's a big, it's a big uh, metaphorical thing for how we're going to later see um, Deadshot show restraint, um, and also not show restraint in some ways, like when he shoots the bomb, even though his fake daughter tells him not to. It's a, it's a big thing. The, the filmmakers are Deadshot, and Deadshot are the filmmakers. So, it, it, it's a lot deeper than I think a lot of the critics realized, and. Uh, you know, it's just a better movie. So, you know, one thing I want to wanna highlight mm-hmm. is I want to highlight a really, really positive uh, message 
that the film was delivering okay. to young children. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. When The Dark Knight came out, mm-hmm. there, are, there were so many people who, you know, like this always happens. People misinterpret the message of the film. And they were like, you know what? When I was younger, I idolized Batman. But now that I'm older, I idolized the Joker. Oh, who and says it's like, that? no, no, that's that's the complete opposite message of what the film that's was. Cringy. <laughs> no, oh. But there's so many people who, after Heath Ledger's performance, they were like, I want to be the Joker. Ew, He's so gross. cool. This isn't real, is it? People didn't really no, do this. This is a thing. This is a whole. I've seen Movement. so many people, like our age, that idolized the Joker. This is. Oh my god, this is some real Like, they don't take it to the extremes stuff. of, you know, like, actually, you know, oh, doing, committing sure violent acts. Well, not. not all of them. Jeez. <laughs> oh the majority of them do not, but it's very much just the mindset. They're like, oh, everything in life is meaningless, and we should just tear down all these oppressive systems kind of stuff. Oh, it's the, the burn it to the ground mentality. That, people you took know... Fight Club the wrong way. <laughs> right. Same, same kind of people. But, so um, what the filmmakers of Suicide Squad did is they did a public service. Yeah. They made, they cast Jared Leto as the Joker, mm-hmm. and that way, no one would ever want to be <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> you know, we we're not gonna have any more kids idolizing the Joker because it'd be like, oh, the Joker's not cool anymore. The Joker is actually Jared Leto. He's hashtag damaged, Aaron. It's 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 like you know, it's like people you know when they when they're bringing it back to get out when they're hypnotized and they look at cigarettes and they want to throw up. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie is doing <laughs> for, for, for the, for the young people. <laughs> they, they see the Joker now and they want to throw up. Yeah. So now they're, they are repulsed by the Joker now, thanks to this movie. Thanks good. to Jared Leto. Good, good. Thank you, Jared That's Leto. That's a good point. I never even thought of it that way. David, why is this movie so great? Because this movie... This movie so great because it gives us a new beginning for DC. A new beginning. It, it gives an- another side of another piece to the puzzle to the cinematic universe. This movie's great because mm-hmm. it threw in. Because let, let's let's face the facts. <clears throat> DC a little behind in the cinematic universe game. Can we can we agree? Oh yeah, totally you know, agree. Marvel was allowed to put like separate movies for all their um, all their heroes before they even build up the Avengers. DC, they're like, why build up all these separate movies? Let's just make the Suicide Squad and put all their all their origin stories in the same movie. Yeah, that we're all, that we're introducing all these new characters, and because we we need all these new characters to match Marvel, we need to do something. So they just threw like ten new characters. All in this movie, and they're like, boom, jumpstart. And cinematic universe. Jumping on to that about the origin. Jump on it. They are so kind to people who are going to be late to the movie. Because they have a short Harley Quinn and Deadshot intro at the beginning, but then they're like, hey, maybe if you were late, maybe if you missed the opening credits, here's another origin story for Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Like, yeah, no, no, it's okay if you missed it. We, We got another one for you. Yeah, it was it was very considerate for them, you know, yeah. tapping into that modern, you know, mindset where people it happens all the time. People show up late yeah. to the movie theater. Yeah. They're like show up a couple minutes in, and Suicide Squad is like we're aware of that. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's like the people who were here, you get a little extra treat. But the people who are late, you're not missing anything. This guy climbs stuff. 
Yeah. He can climb anything, really. He, he can climb anything. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to say that one. Aaron, you got anything else that's good about this movie? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we could we could talk about the the character sound, development. We could talk about the soundtrack Ooh. a little bit, you know. Ooh. This film is just like you know, all those songs you like. We're gonna put them in this movie. <laughs> every every single song you like all doesn't matter songs. if they're the same style. Doesn't matter if you know they would any other you know like a, a director like James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, he has some good music taste, but it's also similar. Like he's trying to go for something. Just, you know, it kind of blends together because you're just like, oh, these are all just like the same great 70s pop songs. Yeah. So a Suicide Squad is like, they're like we're going to give you some variety. Some mass appeal, even. We're just yeah. going to give you the, the, are the top girls 20. Go around the outside. Yeah, exactly. It basically plays like a top 20, you know, playlist. Yeah. It's genius, you know. It really is. You don't get is. that kind of variety anywhere else. <laughs> we could talk about how each and every single one of these characters went through a very big development, character development. Yeah, they even became family, by the From way. the beginning, they became a family. And family is what matters. Ohana means family. Ohana does family matter. It is, no it's one, all no about family. That was in the secret deleted extra cut of Suicide <laughs> Yeah, I saw that once. Can confirm. Good. Can, can, can confirm <laughs> that, wasn't it? Yeah, I watched the extended cut for this movie, but I don't remember anything about it. So, you know. Um, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, um, there's that, uh, that, that, that great fake-out that makes you really scared for Harley Quinn. Where you're like, Deadshot's going to shoot her. Oh, no. And then they, he doesn't. Yeah, good fake out. I'm I'm really struggling to try and find even joking things to say that are good about this movie. <laughs> um, uh, uh, um, uh, there's colors. There, there, there are a lot of colors in this movie. There are more colors you know? than Batman v Superman. Yeah, there there are a lot more colors in this movie. Yeah, um, they didn't spoil. The main villain in the in the uh... in the trailers. That's a good point. They did not spoil the main villain, but no, yeah, that's just that's right. They did not spoil the main villain, and I really like that they gave the audience an out. They were like, "Hey, we know we we know that if he, they start shooting cops and stuff." We're going to get in trouble. So let's instead have the Enchantress kiss these things, or these people, and then they turn into these monsters. Then we'll have no hang-ups about murdering them. It's a very, it's a good twist. It's a good trick, I think. Because um, love hurts, everyone. It, yeah, exactly. More thematic depth right there. Love hurts. I, I think we nailed it, you guys. <laughs> I think we successfully made the case for Suicide Squad's great movie. Uh, it's considerate to a millennial audience. Mm-hmm. It uh, it has a good soundtrack. There's colors. It has, it has, it has a variety. Good, good character development. <laughs> it yeah. has it, character development it, across the board. And, and it, ju- it jump-started the DC 
it, cinematic universe. It jump started the C- cinematic universe, Which and is it, it, it is about family. family. It is. It Ohana. is. It, it took a film about villains to teach us all a little something <laughs> about humanity. It did. It and did. that's why Suicide Squad is actually a great movie. It is. Guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Garbage day! Huh? No! Now, I've been teasing this to both of you guys. This, uh... So you got a good one. This told me well, it, told me it this morning. Yeah, it, it is a good one. I don't know that I can call it a movie. I don't think this is a movie. I don't know that it even can be technically classified as a movie, but it's on IMDb. And for a good few months, actually maybe even for a year or so, it was the lowest rated film on IMDb. So what do I do? I see it. You watch it. I see it in my recommended on YouTube. The production company that made the movie uploaded the full movie onto YouTube. So that goes to show just how much they care about their uh, product. As I'm watching it, I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be cynical, like if it was just like a cash grab or something, or if they really earnestly tried to make this a good movie. I couldn't tell. Guys, that movie is Jurassic Shark. Jurassic Shark. Jurassic Shark. Or, as it's known on IMDb, Attack of the Jurassic Shark. What? Now, before I get into the plot, before I get into the story, the, um... Characters. Let me just preface this by saying, technically, this film is awful. Uh, it looks like it was shot on an iPhone. Like, it, was well, it? I, wait, I don't know. Because have you seen the new iPhone? Well, it was made camera. in 2015, so I don't know. Part of the Avengers is shot on an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> don't even bring that. <laughs> don't even bring that to the table right now. Um, yeah, so that's bad. There's like an there's a cold open, but the cold open lasts like 13 minutes. And then you have cool. opening credits that Did last you get the like cold seven. Shoulder? Yeah, the cold shoulder. There's From like the cold seven open. minute opening credits, I assume, to fill time. I think. Um, in the in the opening credits, it says there's someone. They credit someone for doing the practical creature effects. For the life Ooh, of me, I couldn't figure out what they paid this man for, because not once is the shark ever practical. It's always some stock footage. It's, it's either stock footage, number one, or number two, it's a CGI, like, uh, what, are the, what do they call that? Like Abomination? Like stock ani- yeah, abomination. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a stock animation that they just bought off a website or something. And I was like, here you go. This is a shark. So I don't know what they paid this man for. So that's another thing that makes me think maybe this was a money laundering scheme. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's just get into it. 
So the movie Please. starts. And what would a shark movie be, guys? Without the director and the writers constantly trying to get women scantily clad. That's all this movie is. Oh, yes. I think this was just, a, it was just an excuse for the director to be like, hey, take your clothes off. Go swim in the water. So the movie starts. And there's these two girls. Well, we'll call them Girl A and Girl B. I don't think they're ever given names. And if they are, they're not characters. So they're, they're, they're laying on the beach and they're like, oh, man, it's time to get our suntan on. Laying in the shade as they suntan. Don't really know what I mean, they were going the for. UV, the UV rates are deadly. You gotta, you gotta yeah, the shit. They're very <laughs> deadly. They're, they're considerate of their skin. 2017 and a 2015. Go on. Cut directly to inside a building. No establishing shots. Nothing. We're just automatically inside this you building. You knew it was a building. That's true. But where is this building? God, <laughs> if I know. <laughs> so, we're inside the building. A doctor named Dr. Grant. See what they did there? It's Jurassic Shark. Ooh. Dr. Grant talks to, I think, his boss? One of them is wearing a lab coat with... We'll get to this part later, but with a t-shirt under it. The other one's just wearing normal clothes, so it's hard to distinguish who is well, who the, in this Well, the one situation. in the lab coat is a doctor. Okay, yeah. Because they have a lab coat. And... That's how you tell. Yeah, so he, he's in his, his, his lab coat, and he's like, hey, can we keep drilling? And the guy's like, yeah, you've been approved to keep drilling. And so the guy walks away, and the doctor, now, audience, you won't be able to see this, but Aaron and David will. The, the Dr. Grant guy, he goes, yes, <laughs> like that. Like totally the Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. Um, totally professional. So he's walking away. And he's walking down the stairs. And uh, don't know who this lady is? We'll call her Lady C. Lady C comes up and she's like, Sir, you can't drill. You, you're drilling too deep. You're drilling too deep. You're hurting the environment. He's like, Relax. We're not drilling too deep. A minute later, an explosion happens. You drilled too deep. Oh, God, we drilled too deep. <laughs> like... All right, well, they, they drilled too deep. I understand how that goes. You're working, and then all of a sudden you drill too deep. It happens. So, cut back to the girls. Girl A, girl B. <laughs> now, girl A Still girl tanning B, in the shade, right? Still tanning the shade, but they hear an explosion. They look over, and a stock, a stock effect explosion blows up behind the trees. I guess we're to assume that either they're drilling on this island, or this building is on the island. I don't know. So, the girls are like, whatever, it's just an earthquake. These happen all the time here. Right after clearly seeing an explosion, which is not what earthquakes do. I don't know if I need to point that out. We don't live in a place where there's earthquakes. But, um, so, then the girls proceed. What, girl A says, hey, let's go in the water. Because... The director, really, the director really wanted them to get in the water, I guess. And so Girl B's like, you're crazy. We just, had, saw a, a, we just saw an earthquake. We can't go in there. They, they saw the earthquake? Has, huh? They saw the earthquake. Yeah. The, they didn't feel the earthquake. They yeah, saw man. it. And so they're like, so she's really nervous to get into the water, even though it makes no sense. Why would you not want to be in the water when there's an earthquake? 
that one doesn't make sense to me. But then she's like, you're just a chicken. And then she starts splashing her. And then a big splash fight ensues. And it's way longer than is comfortable. And you're like, please stop. Please stop with this. But the water, the splash effect, isn't like them actually splashing. It's like someone went into their bathtub, filled it up, plugged the drain, and just sort of splashed around a little bit. That's the sort of ADR we're working with here. And then they... This is this might be the most egregious part of this film, technical-wise. Is that the girl, girl A, is dubbed as saying... I don't even remember what the stupid line is now. But it's something like, haha, this is so much fun or something. They dub her voice into it, but her mouth doesn't move. And it's a close-up on her face. So, what? Maybe it, maybe it's in her mind. Maybe they were just. Saying, I don't oh, know. I think this. it was real. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a, it was the thought. <laughs> so then they both get dragged underwater, eaten by the shark. Late title card: Jurassic Shark. Credits roll. We instantly come up upon these new characters. We'll call them Girl D and and boys A, B, and C. Dude, there's so many letters in this right now. And, I know it's gonna get a little. All right, so let's not do, go with letters. Let's go but, with let's go with convict girl, convict girl, and convict boy A, B, C, and D. There's the four of them. I'm so lost. Yeah. So these when, are all when does the, the shark come in? Huh? When does the shark the come shark, in? The shark it ate girls A and B. When does the shark play a significant role in the plot? We're getting there. So believe me, the shark does not show up enough in this movie. Even though it looks horrible. So, they stole a painting, as this girl says. Not painting. Painting. And... Because it's, is it, is it a teenage painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> that. They stole a painting, and they're going to... This one doesn't make sense to me. They're going to escape the cops... By rowing onto an island, essentially trapping themselves on an island. Don't know why. They just do it. And so, it's like, so this is, I I recorded this bit of dialogue because I just wanted everyone to know that this is the style of writing we're working with here. Uh, Convict boys, A and B, they're brothers. They go back, they're, they're opening the trunk and they're like, man, this girl's crazy or whatever. And then one of them says, look. You're my only brother. Now help me with this. Now I know that they're brothers. See, that's just good writing right there. Now I know. So they get the painting, the painting, sorry. And they go on the, they go on the boat and they're rowing. <laughs> they're rowing onto the island. You doing okay there? Yeah, they're rowing onto the island. So they're rowing. And the girl, she... A lot of rowing. Put going. Yeah. Convict girl. She does this. They don't cut this out. They use this shot for some reason. She grabs her finger, reaches like under her tank top and itches and says, look, let's go to that island. That's the take they used. That's the one. She was itching. Well, you know, when you're, you have to conserve film... That's, uh, that's what all the pros have to do, you know. Sometimes you just got to work with limited... So when you're recording on an iPhone, you have to be conscious of your film limitations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
you can't do a second take. Right. Because that would require a second iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> so the so then we get a POV shot from the shark's point of view. It's swimming along or whatever, and it clearly bops above the water several times, and they're looking right at it, like right into the camera lens, and they don't see the shark. So why was there a POV of this shark? I don't know. They thought it looked cool, maybe? And so the boat gets destroyed. The shark blows it up or something. I don't know what he does. It's unclear to me, because the boat, they all get knocked out of the boat. And they never try and go back to the boat, and the boat never appears again. So, something. Obviously, the shark got it. I I guess. So, one of the convict boys gets eaten. Not the brothers. They're good. One of the convict boys gets eaten. It's like, oh no. They swim to shore. They stand there. They're panting or whatever. They're looking at each other. (laughs) One of the brothers who said that the, the, the convict girl was a mean lady, he takes off his shirt. To say his line of dialogue, what was that man? They're not wet anymore. They come out of the water and are instantly dry again somehow. Because they're just that hot. Yeah, it's that warm. Uh, yeah. And uh, so the paint, the painting is apparently at the bottom of, of the lake. And so... Well, that's not good for paintings. No. You shouldn't the, put paintings the, in water. No, it was... No, yes, from the lake. Just swim to the bottom and go get the painting. Yeah, yeah. So they're on the island now. Sorry, the island. They're on the island now. And she sends the brother out to go get the painting. Now, he goes under for a few moments and sees the shark in front of him. Comes back out and tries swimming back to land. Now, a, a, a part of this shot is that the color of the water that he's in and the color of the water with the shark in it are not the same color. One's like green and one is dark blue like ocean water. Like these are clearly not the same water, but whatever. So he's swimming away and they're like, come on, man, you can make it. You can make it. And he stops. He he gets to there and he stands on the shore. He's like, I made it. And then the shark eats him and water that is barely deep enough to con- like conceal this man's ankles, it eats him. And they're like, that's a megalodon. How, how do you know that, man? That's, that's a shark. And nobody... It's larger than any other shark. <laughs> I guess. And nobody reacts to death in, a, in like a realistic way in this movie. Like He gets eaten, and the brother's like, oh, man. Like, there you go. That was your brother. He owed, he owed me ten dollars. He owed me ten dollars. Rat. It's so, so then we're introduced to college girls A, B, and C, and college boy A. Now, this is maybe the most great storytelling wise, but I'm not sure. Girls A, B, and C. College girls, A, B, C, A, B, and C, sorry, are on the island to do a research project about how the oil, how they're drinking, like they're drilling too far or something, but they're certainly not dressed like they're doing research. I'm like, uh, are they not wearing lab coats? No, no, no lab coats. 
Also, that, no pants or know. shirts. I'm like, you just drove here like Duh. this? Thank you, Aaron. Okay. And this is a, this is a good part. You're going to want to remember this. College girl C, we'll call her C. College girl C throws a rock into the woods. And her sister, that's college girl B, says, you throw like a girl. Okay. And then it's like, yeah, I throw like a girl because I am a girl. That's the line of dialogue. And then that ends. And you're like, that's never coming back. Oh, just you wait. It's, it's empowering women. I, it's, like, it's like Wonder Woman. Is it empowering women? Because it felt oddly sexist to me. I'm like, why does this line still exist? It, <laughs> Throw like a girl. We'll, we'll, we'll say it's empowering All right. Women. Yeah, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll, we'll, we'll say they were trying. <laughs> and so then, It's the thought that counts. Yeah. So they have their own rowboat for some reason. And they walk away with the rowboat. But they leave their car trunk open. And one oar. And, yeah, without to, a paddle. The... <laughs> and they just leave their car trunk open. And that's the end of the shot. No one, no one, okay. And so, college boy has a crush on college girl A. And so it's like a big thing or whatever. And they're, they're rowing to the island. And then, literally, the exact same scene happens as before. But this time, the boy dies. So it's just the college girls left. And then they meet the convicts or whatever. You know, stuff ensues. This is where it kind of gets really boring. It's like, because then there's no shark stuff happening anymore. And they're, they're like, well, we got to find, we've got to find this compound where they were drilling. Maybe they have a radio that we can signal to someone with. Okay, logical thinking. So, they say it's 50 miles to get, or was it 50 miles? It might have been, might have been way less, but I'm pretty sure it was 50 miles because that's just how this movie's written. It's 50 miles to get there if we go around the beach. Or no, no, no. It's 50 miles to get there if we go straight through. But it'll be quicker if we go around the beach. How does that, how does that make sense? No, it doesn't? Okay, whatever. And so they walk to the compound, and they run inside the compound. It's just a giant shed in the middle of the woods. Like, that's, that's our establishing shot, everyone. They go inside. It's clearly just shot in someone's house. This isn't a real build. You just shot inside someone's home and there's like little signs that you would buy at like a dollar store that says danger and with sharpie written like dangerous equipment <laughs> so bad. and so so this is where i get really confused college girl c screams and says i found someone in here and like let's go get let's go find her the next shot is her finding someone outside in front of the compound. <laughs> wow. Um, so, so he wasn't inside, <laughs> I guess is what you're telling me. So then this is Dr. Grant. He's back. He's covered in blood or whatever. And they're like, hey, we're going to make you go get our painting. So he has his lab coat. And they're like, hey, take that off. That blood will be like barbecue sauce to that creature. Oh, wow. And so he takes Fire off the lab sense. coat, revealing his product placement, Boar's Head Brewery. And it's, it's so off-putting. <laughs> so then he walks into the water, gets eaten. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Then, you know, things kind of drag for a little while. This is an hour-long movie, by the way. 
Um, it drags for a little while. And then they throw one of the girls into the ocean to distract the shark so they could go get the painting. But it's a good strategy. Yeah, that was that was girl B. And I don't so, know who these girls are. So yeah, there's girl A who really is into the research. And then there's girl B mm-hmm. and girl C who are sisters. So one sister died. It's like calling back to the brother dying earlier, I think. And so it's like, oh man, now the convicts, we're going to kidnap you by tying you up to a tree and make you go swim. But we're going to do it in the morning because we can't see anything at night. So then the brother, the convict brother is watching them. And then... Obviously, they're going to try to make the tree swim, right? They're the just going to chop the tree down and throw it in. <laughs> that would be more interesting than what happens. Emperor, and, Emperor's New Groove? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. It's been a while. Um, but, yeah, so the brother, I assume we're supposed to be seeing from his point of view, but he's, like, creepily zooming in on the women's breasts and, like, butts. And then he stands up and reaches for them. I think he was going to rape them, which is not not good in any movie, let alone your horrible shark movie. So, but Convict Girl stops her, and then Convict Girl and the two girls have, like, a bonding session, which is weird because they hate each other. And then, so then, the reason they allow them to live is because... The girls tell them that there's dynamite on the island. How do they know there's dynamite? I don't know. But she's like, if if we help you get the dynamite, will you let us leave? And she's like, yeah. And so then they wake up the next morning and they're like, we found the dynamite. Do you think it would really be that hard to find it once we knew it was here? Yes. This island's like 50 miles across. It would be so hard. <laughs> but whatever. Whatever. They found the dynamite. So now they're going to use the dynamite to distract the shark so they can go and get the painting so the girls devise a plan to get a rock throw it at the brother who is throwing the dynamite to blow him up with the dynamite so he's dead and then rocks rocks trump dynamite i, I know this yeah because you rock watch baywatch dynamite i bit baywatch and the rock the rock trump's dynamite oh man Indeed. Um, <laughs> so in the the cinematography makes no sense here, and whoever directed this had no sense of spatial awareness, because the girls and the convicts are standing like right in front of each other, but convict girl says, go get their gun from them, and so convict boy, the last convict boy, walks through water to get to them, and gets eaten. So then they're like, I'm gonna, then convict girl's like, I'm gonna shoot you. And then the girl's like, I can't shoot at him. I can't shoot at her. I wasted all my bullets on the shark. But you never hear the gun go off. So when did that happen? I don't know. So then, truly the most baffling part of this whole film. The shark jumps out of the water, eats the woman, then I guess turns back around and goes back into the water again. Like a jaguar. Like a what? 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 What'd you say? I'm like sorry. a jaguar. Aren't those the ones that can turn around in midair? Mm-hmm. A jaguar? Like the actual jaguar cat, not not a jaguar yeah. shark. Not like a car. 
I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> but the shark, yeah, never it, mind. It eats the woman and then turns around midair and goes back into the water. And they're like, "We have to kill it." They blow it up. It's really the dumbest thing ever. But the movie ends on a stinger because all bad horror movies do. Mm-hmm. It's two old guys drinking Boar's Head Brewery beer of all things. More product placement. And one of the guys, he's eyeing up this man's stepdaughter in the most uncomfortable way ever she looks like she's 13 and he's like man i just don't understand how your ugly wife could make that beautiful a girl i'm like why are you friends with this guy he's obviously a creep and then guy whose stepdaughter it is he's like hey just goes to show that even big ugly things could have offspring and then a shark comes by and eats them and that's how the movie ends it's beautiful and it ends with Finn. Genius. I can't tell if this movie was... If they were trying. I can't tell if they weren't. But I wanted to get mad. I wanted to Alex Jones this. I just can't find it in me to get that mad about it. It's like... This exists. It's only an hour long, so it's like not that egregious, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Don't watch it. Never watch it. But it is free on YouTube. So, if you want. They also have other ones, like the Bunny Man Massacre. Oh, I'm sure that's, uh, freaking horrible. <laughs> Guys, let's move on to <laughs> The Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong and I hate you. This is, of course, the game where we find a review on... Flickster, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, we find a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. And then, of course, we, um, we read it. I'm losing my train of thought. We read it, and we take out all the spoilery bits, and the other two try and guess what the movie is. This week, Aaron, do you have it? I do have it, yes. All right. All right. One and a half stars. Mm. I can get past the special effects not being so great, as this movie was way before my time. However, there's no excuse for the characters to be as bland as they were. The main villain, Blank, was nowhere near as menacing as he should have been. His plan involves building a blank and killing any henchman that gives him bad news. Seeing <laughs> as death is possible at any time when working with Blank, it baffles me why so many people joined the Blank then there's our hero, Blank, played by Blank, whose acting is as robotic as the annoying droid, Blank. Okay, so it's Never sci-fi. have I seen a character so whiny as Blank. <laughs> okay. The best character is Blank's Blank, whose charisma is greatly appreciated in one of the most boring movies ever. Oh, and he can actually act. The characters were out of place, the story was absurd, and the dialogue was unbearable. Yeah. The script could have been written by a child. The politics of the scenario of this movie are never mentioned. Why is the blank so bad? Why should we be rooting for the blanks? How did blank get into power in the first place? <laughs> if it wasn't for blank, this mess of a movie wouldn't be watchable. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's Star Wars. David, are you with me on that? Yeah, if she would have watched all the other Star Wars movies, she would understand the blanks. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. 
Did uh, <laughs> is it Star Wars? It is indeed oh, the original yeah. Star Wars episode four. Now I think they would really enjoy <laughs> Star Wars one, two, and three. They were really wondering about the politics, and I think they would really um, dig that for sure. Yeah. Well, why is the Empire so bad? Why should we re- we be rooting for the rebels? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because the Empire blew up an entire planet full of innocent people. But Aaron, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, Star Wars. Yeah. Oh goodness yeah, gracious! Yeah, with the with the anniversary. I had to yeah, it is. It is. Canon. That's right. Guys, this has been another successful episode of Reboot already underway. Episode fifty-four, yes. even. Um. Now, guys, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed. Of course. I said last week that I was done with the, it being the sexy season, but we're never done. <laughs> Guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find uh, Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. And of course, you can find his blog at uh, this clever blog name's already taken at tumblr.com. He wrote a really, really sexy review for Alien Covenant. <laughs> I think y'all should read it. And now, of course, David. He's on Twitter. He's dbex15 over there. Hit him up. Show him your coolest fidget spinner tricks. He loves them. And uh, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at uh, Jake Lace on, oh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> at, <laughs> at Twitter. <laughs> I turned off the music. <laughs> I'm sexy and, I'm and of course. <laughs> and of course you can find me at Jake Lace. And uh, if you want to find the podcast, you can find us at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter. On Facebook, of course, we're going to be posting episodes. We're going to be doing all that kind of stuff. You can like us there. You can give us a review at iTunes. Do that. Give us five stars. And if you're going to write a review, again, you don't have to. But if you're going to write a review, write a review naming the top ten sexiest songs you've ever heard. And I might use them in the podcast. We don't know yet. And, of course, like us on SoundCloud uh leave us a comment there and of course everyone until next week when we'll talk about um what movies come out by oh yeah by the man i guess uh the mummy yeah guys see you later